Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. This story is about Red before she moved to Earth. Red lived on Mars and was very happy there, except for when Blue was annoying her. Red is at home with Blue, who is making stinks, when she gets a message from her friend. She heads out to their favorite meeting place, and when she arrives, her friend is waiting for her to share some news. The Transfer Student, Red on Mars Mom, can you please tell Blue to sit in another room? He keeps making stinks and he is so disgusting. Red yelled from the comfy seat she and Blue were sitting on while they read from their pads. Red, stop calling your brother names. It's not polite, her mother yelled in reply. But Mom, he smells bad. I don't smell as bad as you do with that silly stuff you spray on yourself so that you can impress your friends, Blue said as he plugged his nose with his fingers. You're such a stinker, Red replied. No, you are, Blue replied, sticking his tongue out afterwards. Okay, knock it off, you two. Why can't you both get along for one half a cycle? their mother said, as she walked into the open space that the family used to relax. He started it, Red said, crossing her arms in protest. Oh, Red, try to be the mature older sister, Red's mother said with a look of exasperation. You got a message on our wall pad. One of your friends asked you to meet them at the lookout near the outer rings. Saved by the wall pad, Red said as she hopped up and started toward their home's door. Bye, Stinker, Blue said. Blue. Phew, finally I can be free of my annoying brother for a while, Red said to herself as she exited their house to the common hallway, the heavy door sealing shut behind her with a soft, resonating hum. Considering how much time they spent together, Red and Blue generally got along as well as expected. Still, her little brother certainly seemed to like bugging her, especially when he was bored, which was often. He would get bored even when reading, which Red could never understand. Reading was one of the most fun things to do in the universe. And if he wasn't constantly eating, he would bug her. Basically, she never had any peace. The city around her was a maze of angular structures, with brushed walls and shimmering windows that gave off a silver glow. It was overwhelmingly gray, but Red was used to this. In fact, she preferred it as gray was her favorite color. 
gray was a much nicer backdrop than all the colors people kept talking about on Earth. Who would want to go to Earth anyway? Yuck. The walkway she lived on was incredibly wide and at least 500 years old. The city was built beneath the surface of Mars to protect its inhabitants from harsh conditions and the occasional meteoroid impact. Eons ago, Mars lost her atmosphere, and everyone now spent most of their time beneath the surface or in the domes above. Red liked the domes above, but lately they had been filled with too many visitors from Earth and all their loud voices. Why can't they be more quiet, she thought. Red's colorful skin contrasted against the dull surroundings. The grayness of Martian cities meant that people liked to express themselves with vivid splashes of color. So Red applied a liquid to her skin that made her otherwise pale complexion a vibrant scarlet color that sparkled whenever she walked by a bright enough light. She also loved to wear comfortable and colorful clothes. Red loved gray, but she loved color too, as long as it wasn't blue or green, the colors of Earth, because they were yucky. As she walked, the soles of her shoes emitted tiny sparks of light with each step, a technology designed to guide pedestrians through the city's serpentine walkways. Her way was also marked by rare splashes of vivid color adorning the walls of buildings and walkways. The murals painted by the city's artists depicted what they once could see of the Martian sky. Spectacular sunsets that had set the horizon ablaze with shades of pink, orange, and deep crimson. Now, without an atmosphere, the moving of the sun was much more muted. The murals also told the story of their history and much of Red's early learning time, before she could even walk, was spent in front of these murals learning about Martian history. Her father was her first teacher and he always said that before you know where you are going, you must know where you have been. As Red walked, she could hear the soft chatter of citizens' voices filling the air, mixed with the distant hum of machinery. Larger pathways below were where transports zoomed around the city and the planet. As it was break, there were many people out and about. They communicated in a language that to an outsider, might sound like a series of musical notes, each phrase resembling a brief, beautiful song. The echoes of these songs bounced gently off the manufactured walls. Interspersed among these melodies were the sounds of earth languages, including English, which Red was required to learn. It was her weakest subject. She walked past a market where traders from different sectors exchanged goods. The scent of herbs wafted through the air. 
they gave off a sharp minty aroma with undertones of something sweet and earthy. Merchants called out to her, showcasing their brightly colored fabrics, glowing trinkets, and spices. Every item was designed to bring vibrancy and life to the otherwise muted surroundings. A soft chime played from her wrist pad, reminding Red of her meeting at the lookout. Quickening her pace, she moved towards the outer pathway of the city. Here, the atmosphere was different. The city's constant hum faded, replaced by the sound of a distant wind that whispered secrets of the barren Martian deserts. Halfway to the outer rings, her favorite place to hang out with her friends, she finally reached the lookout, a massive dome made of a transparent material stronger than any earthly glass. Everyone liked to meet up here as it provided a sense of place, fresh drinks, and snacks to eat. As she stepped inside, the vast Martian landscape stretched before her. It was a sea of red sand dunes, with the occasional rocky outcrop breaking the monotony. Giant dust devils danced in the distance, casting spirals of red into the star-filled sky. But what captured many people's attention was the horizon where the two largest volcanoes, Olympus Mons and Elysium Mons, stood like sentinels overlooking the planet. Their peaks were dusted with a white frost, a stark contrast to the red surroundings. Sitting at a makeshift table at the center of the dome, her friend Lyria waited with two drinks in her hand. Hey Red, I got you some of that gray guck you love to drink so much. Lyria shouted with a smile. Better than that green tea you started drinking, Red replied with a yuck face. It's the latest trend, Red. You gotta catch the trends. It's green, so I think I will pass. Where's the rest of the gang? Well, I was trying to organize a meetup at the Outer Rings, but everyone got called up for service except you and I. Aren't we the lucky ones? Lyria said, taking a drink of her tea. What service are they doing? Red asked. I'm not sure, but I know Aliona is helping to greet a new delegation from Earth. You know her family joined the lottery, right? So she is trying to practice her English in the chance they win, and she finds herself in a new school somewhere. The AID is pretty strict about language protocols and all that. I would rather write exams in functional analysis every day for the rest of my life than move to that place of green and blue, Red said after enjoying a taste of her drink. You are weird, Lyria said laughing. Don't you long to explore off-planet? To start over on Earth or anywhere? It feels so small here. No, Mars is home. It's gray and it's comfortable. But if they could take my brother, that would be perfect. How is the little squirt? I think my little sister likes him or something. 
You better get your sister checked at the medical facility because she is obviously suffering from the Martian flu if she likes my little stinker of a brother. Ha <laughs> yeah, that's how I talk about my little sister too. He is a cutie though. Maybe you should also get checked, Red said grimacing. Are you ready for this upcoming school cycle? It's going to be a challenge with all the turnover in our class. It seems like everyone has left Mars. On the plus side though, that means less competition for me in the upcoming academic standing contests. Lyria looked nervously at Red, her gray eyes shimmering. Well, that's one of the reasons why I wanted the gang to get together. I mean, we always hang out all the time at the Outer Rings, but I wanted to talk to you bunch before... Lyria hesitated to complete her sentence. Before what? Red asked. Before I left. I wanted to say goodbye to you all. I mean... The AID forbids any talk about our exodus to Earth, but I just couldn't bear leaving without saying goodbye, Lyria blurted. My family won the lottery and we leave in less than five cycles. Red's eyes widened, her complexion deepening. Earth? Why would you leave our home for that chaotic, water-soaked blue and green rock? Lyria sighed. It's about opportunities, Red. Earth is teeming with life, cultures and landscapes I want to experience. Plus, there are art education programs that could change my life. And you know that our life here cannot grow. Mars has reached its limit, and all the technology in the universe won't change that fact. Red crossed her arms, visibly agitated. You know how I feel about this Martian exodus. We're abandoning our roots, our traditions. For what? Overcrowded cities and blue and green landscapes? I'm sure scientists will figure out a solution to our problems. Maybe, maybe I will. Lyria reached out, placing her hand on Red's arm. It's not about leaving things behind. It's about moving forward, embracing change. Earth has its problems, yes, but it's also filled with possibilities. Don't you ever dream of seeing places beyond our rock? Red looked away, trying to mask her emotions. No, never. Waiting a moment, Red continued, sometimes, but Mars is our home. We've survived here thrived and built a culture. I know, Lyria whispered, but sometimes we need to venture out of our comfort zones and explore the universe. Our ancestors did it. That's how we got here. Red looked into Lyria's eyes, conflicted. I just, I don't want to lose another friend. Red didn't cry. She knew that most of the gang would stay behind. Their parents were too important for the continued running of the city's systems. But she had lost so many classmates and friends to the exodus that it was hard not to feel sad. Walking quickly back to her home via the pathways, 
she ignored the sight and sound of her city. The more she thought about the exodus, the crankier she got, especially the restrictions that the AID put on the movement of people. Everything had to be so secretive. Few knew why it was such a secret and what happened to everyone once they arrived on Earth, but it seemed so wrong to have to completely cut ties with your home. She was sure her father knew why. He helped inform the exodus, which strained their relationship this past couple of long cycles. But he didn't discuss anything about his work anymore. Red arrived at her door, which opened automatically at her presence with its usual soft, resonating hum. Standing in the middle of her home was her father, mother, and Blue. They looked more excited than usual. What's going on? Let me guess. You are happy because Blue is finally going to school across the planet, and I will now have our washroom all to myself? No, Red, her father said. We are so happy because we won the lottery. We are moving to Earth. Ugh. And that is the end of this story. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>